everybody, and welcome to the Rogue Rebels Podcast. I am Sal, your lone rogue rebel, but not all the way alone. With me, I got a little bit, a little, a little of the dark side of the force. From the Sith list, my buddy, Araj Dalshahi. What is up, Sal? What an honor to be on Rogue Rebels. I think this is my first time, Sal. It is. And you know why, right? You get my texts. I get your texts out, but here's the deal. I read Star Wars books. Well, actually, I don't read them. I listen to them audio audio Mm book-wise. But it takes me a long time to listen to them because I'm, you know, I just had a a baby 21 months ago. And I do it in between drives and walks and... So, yeah, it, I, it's hard for me to finish completely. You know what I mean? Fair, fair. Also, yeah. the baby's adorable. Does the wife know Thank it's you. named after a knight of the Old Republic who is a Sith Lord? No, she okay. doesn't. And hopefully she doesn't listen to this episode awesome. because I'd be in real bad trouble. But right. luckily, my dad's name was Malik. So um, I just I just you know, pretty much said, hey, I'm going to name yeah. him after my dad. I told her that. But really, he's named after Darth Malik. I mean, like, first of all, you haven't been on the show at all. So welcome to the show. I've been wanting to have you on for a long time, but the way I structure the show is I'm always like, we need a thing to talk about. And then like, I'm like, yo, did you read that new comic? I'm working on it. All right. (laughs) I'll hit you up in three minutes. Did you already do that episode? Yeah, bro. We already did that episode. Yeah, exactly. We can talk about it again. I'm fine with it, dude. I'll talk about Resistance Reborn 17 times if they let me. (laughs) It's my podcast. I can do what I want. That's Uh, that's true. But yeah, dude, like the baby's adorable. Baby's getting big now. Thank you, buddy. He Um, is getting big. I got him a guitar, like a little toy guitar today, and he loves listening to like rock, like grunge, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, and yeah, and, um, yes, and he was just rocking out with his little guitar. It was, it was phenomenal. I was so proud, dude. Metallica. When the, when the kids were like little, littler, you know, like mm-hmm. it, you're back in the heyday of like Guitar Hero, <laughs> yes, like Lizzie and Axel, like they had the little guitars and they would play all day, and like Lizzie started really like. Like, she could hear a song on the radio and be like, that's Tom Morello. Like, she could identify tone. Oh, dude, that's like, is, yeah, that is, that is. I, I am so proud because, I'm, I'm, as you know, I'm a huge Pearl Jam fan. When when I play Pearl Jam songs on the on our TV, on YouTube, mm-hmm. he runs up to the TV and he, and he screams Eddie for Eddie Vedder. Yeah. And I am just such a proud papa. I thought you were going to say he, like, runs up to the B and he's like, Jeremy Spokane. That is, that is, Sal, that is his favorite song. He says, Jeremy, and he's, and he says broken instead of spoken. He said broken, broken. That means play Jeremy. It's, it's all our favorite song. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Dude, that, really that's is. like the video, everything about that song uh, is the dopest thing that existed when it came it out. It really is. And it, it really still is. holds up. It still holds up. Yeah. You know? That album still holds up. Timeless, sir. Timeless. Yeah, it's yeah. a good album. No, you know what else holds up, Sal? Go what? The Rogue Rebels. We're still around. I mean, like one of what, what the little girls no longer little. Every now and then, right. like it'll be like a throwback Thursday. And it'll be like, hey, you know, Rebels debuted in this day, and I'll be like, ooh, like remember when you watched the first episode? And I'll look up some pictures to throw yeah. on like the Instagram or something. Hey, here's us at the first episode of Rebels, and Axel is like the size of Chopper. It's so crazy. I remember back in the day when we used to podcast late at night together, Sal. Yeah, we back, did. back in the back in the days. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we we would talk rebels. That, that was it was just barely out, and now, wow! And yeah, now, how man. cool is it? How excited are you that we're, you know, allegedly, quote unquote, are going to see a live action Ezra, bro? Oh, I don't. I mean, like, I I love Star Wars and whatever the story comes, bring it. I want to see right. Ezra's story finished. But right. I also, I don't like paying attention to like rumor, like I, I don't know, like that I know stuff because it really, it upsets me that like I heard about, you know, Ahsoka for three months and then I'll like, I would have loved to watch the episode and be as surprised as I was when Luke Skywalker showed up. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. I love having that the, feeling and I just wish right. that like that stuff wasn't around so freely. Like, yeah, I, like that, I know there's a lot of sites that do spoilers and stuff, and they do it pretty, like, responsibly. They hide, hey, yeah, yeah. mysterious casting rumors, hey, or, like, whatever. But what also happens is that I'm out on Twitter, and people are like, yo, here's 17 pics of something, something, like, or, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I just yeah. wish yeah, it here's wasn't. The, here's yeah. the set. and No, no, I totally understand. I With the Ahsoka thing, I, I really think Lucasfilm, if they wanted to keep 
if they wanted that a secret, they would have kept it a secret, just like they did with Luke. Mm -hmm. uh, I think because there was no celebration, because we're in a, we're in, in a pandemic, they started leaking a lot of stuff on their own. I, I mean, mm -hmm. I have a feeling. Nice. Um, but you're absolutely right. Can you imagine if we didn't know Ahsoka was going to be in it? Yeah, man. And I the just, reaction. Yeah. Oh, I love man. seeing those things happen when like I don't pay it. I like I try not to pay it. Like obviously I see every now and then and stuff like that. Like I know Ezra's been rumored for a while. Um, yeah. And like, don't get me wrong. I want that story. Like Ezra is one of my favorite Star Wars characters ever. Right. Like, you know, like Re Star Wars Rebels is my favorite Star Wars in existence. And I don't like, I don't think anything else is even coming close. And like the closest right. thing that comes is Rogue One. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, so like seeing those characters and that story, like continue to be told. You know, of course, I want the best yeah. things and I want like it to be told. And I'm glad that if it's like in Filoni's right. hands, I trust him to do, you know, yeah, to do absolutely. right by his characters that he made mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, you know, but I just wish I could like see it unfold on screen instead of hearing about it a year and a half in advance <laughs> and then yeah. have to be I, like, oh, yeah. I always say, could you imagine if there's two things in the in the sequel trilogy that I that I I really think if you look back on it, if we didn't get to see it in the previews, it would have been so much more impactful. The the Chewy were home moment with Han. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine him walking out for the first time we see Han Solo and Chewy, and we didn't see that, even though it was amazing in the trailer. How yeah. cool would it have been for us to see that in the theater that mm -hmm. moment, and the Rise of Skywalker moment where the battalion of ships. I mean that whole thing comes up and the star wars music plays in the background they showed that over and over and yeah. over again in all the tv spots and, and it was still impactful in the theater but yeah can you imagine if we saw that for the first time that's one that like that's like if you would ask me just out of nowhere that question like what do you think you know if you would have wished wasn't spoiled in a trailer that's what i would point to the whole fleet yeah. showing up in the rise of skywalker oh the fleet you know like they, they're not even the fleet they're just people so yeah, right. Like, They're just people. Yeah, right. like that. I wish that wasn't in 17 trailers because that would have been dope to just be like, whoa. And remember, everybody got crazy and started trying to pick out every ship. That's the ghost. That's uh, the Razor Quest is in there. And it was all, it was like weeks and weeks of speculation. Mm -hmm. It was insane. Yeah. Look at those super buff Nebulon B frigates. <laughs> There's four <laughs> right, different exactly. kinds of Mon Cal cruisers. Like we got NC 75s, <laughs> 85s, 95s. Uh, right. Yeah, that's good times. I like, exactly. I like Star Wars. I like pulling apart ships and stuff. But um, so yeah, that's the, I always have like a, a little thing and a little plan. And I'm like, let's get a Raj in here and like, we'll work on this book or this episode. And then it just like never pans out or, you know, but I'm like, let's just talk Star Wars. Let's just talk about yeah, how cool I, Star Wars is. I have been reading some, I'm listening to some books though. The, the You've been Republic doing stuff. High Republic stuff, right? I finished both of those books. Um the uh, Into the Dark and the first one, The Light of the Jedi, finished both of those. Okay, yeah, absolutely loved them. How are you? Okay, so, so you're like, in you're you're down, you're down for High Republic. I am down for High Republic. Sweet, uh, absolutely. Um, I I think the way that the storytelling is, and if you're into the lore of the Jedi and the the lore of what it means to be a Jedi and how the Force has been used. There's nothing. There's there's things in this these new books that have never been explored with the Force, and I just right, think it's right. really cool. We're getting new things about the Force. We haven't had that many new things that revolve around the Force in a mm -hmm. long time. So this is yeah, it's super dope to me. Super cool. Yeah, I mean like like Jedi is like my brand. So like I was super excited when they announced High Republic stuff. I'm like, yo, Jedi and sweet threads with like little crowns and like right. lightsaber holsters and all mm -hmm. this like madness. It sounds dope. Uh, I've read all the books. I keep up with all the comics as usual, but yeah. I remember What's the thing opinion? when they were like, I listened to a lot of the, uh, you know, they have the little panels or a, mm -hmm. I've seen like a lot of interviews. Cause like there's, hasn't been any panels. So a lot of, they've been doing a lot of these, you know, like a little Instagram live or, or something like that, where some of the authors are talking. Yeah. And, uh, I saw one of them where they were talking about the, uh, the, we are all the Republic. And I remember being like, all right, that's, that's kind of whack though. Y'all that's, that's, that's <laughs> like, that's not that, that, that sounds kind of whack. Like, 
And then, like, as you read the book, like, uh, Light of the Jedi in particular, like, as you go through the book, like, they're using yeah. it. And at first, you're kind of like, like, I was, I kind of went into it, like, laughing at it. Like, oh. Huh. Right, <laughs> right. By the time it goes through the book, like, you're, like, halfway through the book, you're already like, we're all the Republic. <laughs> oh, yeah. At the end of it, especially, you're like, we're, I'm, I'm a part two. Yeah, dude. I'm a, it's, uh, yeah, it's phenomenal. Oh. Like, yeah. they did such a good job of taking that little thing that I was like, what is this, mm-hmm. really? Like, we're trying to do another May the Force be with... And then, like, halfway through, you know, 100 pages in, I'm already like, we are all the Republic. Yes, Lena oh, So, yeah. give it to him. Give it to him. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, no, it was, it was really... It, they're yeah. really cool. And I and I also just... Oh, I'm not, I haven't finished. I'm, I'm about halfway through the radio drama for Dr. Afra, And I know that came out a while ago, but... right. I, I'm really, I, since I've, I've been a little boy, I've been a huge fan of radio dramas. My dad used to take me on mm-hmm. long road trips and we used to listen to old school radio dramas from Alfred Hitchcock and all kinds of different stuff. Um, you know, Orson Welles. Mm-hmm. So listening to a Star Wars radio drama, which I absolutely loved the original trilogies radio dramas, except for Darth Vader's and Yoda's voices. <laughs> um, but it was, they were, they were super cool. Um, and this Dr. Afro one, really enjoying it. Really, really enjoying it. Did you do the Dooku Jedi Lost one at all? I No, I uh, okay. our friend King Tom um, told me that I need to uh, listen to that. Okay. It's like pretty cool. I think <laughs> this is the, like, and I'm, I'm going to give you a little fact here. So this is like, you can take this fact and this, you can probably make a decision here whether you're going to love it or hate it. Okay. When Dooku, like it kind of goes through him, like, from when he's a kid, like at the Jedi temple. So it goes through oh, like a lot okay. of Dooku's kind of journey question mark. Right. right. Um, which is like pretty cool. Yeah. But also when he's a little kid, the other kids call him do. <laughs> and do? that is the best thing. They're like, Oh, come on, do. Oh, no, uh, that's awful. Yeah. That's good times, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just want to hear like Yoda to bust that out now. Like gone to the dark side. You have do. Do. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's awesome. Uh-huh. That's great. No, I, I definitely got to check that not out. Little do. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's that's like that. That's not like indicative of the tone of the entire book. That's just a really funny thing that I g- grab onto. That's funny, dude. <laughs> like, and it does come up a few times, and every time somebody calls him do, I'm like, nah, do in my car. <laughs> that's you so know, funny. As I'm listening to an audiobook, uh, right. the Afro one I really liked, dude. Yeah, it's it's. I'm like halfway into it. Yeah. I, I so surprised that because I, I I bought a couple of the comics, mm-hmm. uh, a couple of the issues, but never really you know opened them and got into them. It's really surprised with all the old school Star Wars stuff that's in it, like the Vader and the Luke stuff. And mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, um, very it's, very surprised. So like that whole the whole audiobook is kind of like a retelling of like the first of 2015 Vader run. So oh, okay. it's like a lot of that stuff is, it's basically like her version. And then there's like some extra stuff in there. That's not in the uh, comics. Gotcha. So it's like pretty her, cool. Her perspective. Of yeah. It. Her perspective. And then she like flashes back sometimes and stuff like that. But like the performance is dope. Like Emily Wuzeller, who does the Phenomenal. Afro voice. Like, Phenomenal. He, like as a, as an Afro fan, hearing an Afro voice, like given life like that, is right. super dope. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. She's so great. And I usually cringe when it's not James Earl Jones doing Vader. This guy that that's uh doing it in Afra, mm-hmm. not that bad. Not not yeah, that bad. Yeah. I he's mean, not great, like, yeah. but he's not that bad. I mean nobody's James Earl Jones, but that's like exactly once you put on it. a filter, anybody can like right. estimate the that's true. law. Like <laughs> that's you know, true, that's true. You can just pitch yourself down yeah. a little bit. Give yourself a little right. extra. Give yourself a little extra. Um, yeah, the Afro one, I really... I, I actually dig the Afro comics. And um, Axel has been getting into... Actually, Axel's been getting into, like, Marvel lately a lot. Oh, good for him. Like, I mean, he always... We all... You know, we always went to the movies when he was little and right. stuff like that. We have right. all the movies. But lately, he's been, like, super into it. And he's been, like, a... You know, like I take him like that's the one time he leaves the house on Wednesdays when we go to the comic shop and we put on our mask and we go to the comic store and we pick up the new Star Wars comics. And he's like getting into. uh, He's like, dude, do you remember this show called Superhero Squad? I was like, yeah, I got you a bunch of episodes when you were little. (laughs) 
You know, and he was like, that show's dope, dude. And I was like, oh, I thought oh, you never watched awesome. it. Like, I, I would never see you guys. I would buy them, like, these DVDs or get them all these cartoons. And then yeah. be like, hey, check it out. This is the X-Men cartoon from when I was little. And I would, like, never see them watch it. And I'd be like, hmm, I guess that didn't go over very well. Yeah, I guess you it's know? not Star Wars. Yeah, oh, well. <laughs> but then now he's like, yeah, I watch it all the time. Like, where were you? It's like, I, oh, I never saw you watching right. it. Where were you? All right. But, yeah, yeah so cool, he's, like super into the like Marvel stuff right now. He's loving Falcon and winter soldier. Yeah, uh, he a, wasn't that into WandaVision. Yeah. That's a tough one, especially for the younger generation. I, I mean, I absolutely loved WandaVision, mm-hmm. but I, one of my favorite shows as a kid watching at Nick and Knight was the Dick Van Dyke show and the Donna Reed show. So for me to see those shows be reenacted like that and mm-hmm. like tributed like that was so awesome man and i don't think there's been anything like that what we've seen on wandavision ever yeah uh, the yeah. first first three four episodes so yeah it yeah was really, I, really I, but i can show. totally understand people not being fully into it until like episode four yeah i actually thought i wasn't gonna dig falcon winter soldier that much because i'm like eh, it's gonna be like superhero guys running around and punching right for eight hours now you know or six yeah, episodes right. yeah but it's shaping up to be really really good and interesting which i dig like that's what I want. I want questions and I want it to be like complicated and not just tell like, Hey, we're heroes and let's go be a captain America. No dude, let's show like, let's show like some of the black experience in America. Let's show like some of the things that are wrong with America and like you know the symbolism it's, and like the absolutely. heroes. Like I'm loving that right now. We, so we're I'm doing, actually, yeah, we're doing the, uh, on, on our YouTube channel, the Sithless YouTube channel. Uh, that's a shameless plug right there. Um, we're doing, the breakdowns and we're also doing reaction videos less than i unless is african-american mm-hmm. um and to see him and how emotional is he, emotional he's getting during these episodes it's something it's uh it's just raw it's it's i very very happy that they're taking on these social issues yeah and it's and a lot of our comments some people, I mean, 99% of our comments are very positive, And then you get the one or 2% that, you know, these, these shows should not have politics or social issues involved. And which is complete BS because Stan Lee started the whole company with bringing social issues exactly. and all of this. So it's, I think it's a big, a great homage to Stan Lee mm-hmm. that they're bringing these issues to the forefront again. Yeah, much like Star Wars, the people who say there should never be politics in your thing didn't pay attention to the politics in the thing. <laughs> Literally about politics. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's a little, like, irritating sometimes to see that there's so much of that. I don't even know. Like, I, I'll just call it negativity for lack of a more nuanced term. Like, yeah. I, I guess I mean negativity in general, because, like, there's a lot of sexism, ra- like, racism, you know, like, there's a lot under that banner of crappy people in fandom. Oh, know? yeah. And it's definitely more prevalent in some spaces than others. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have, like, a safe space of cool people, usually it's not a big deal, you know, like, mm-hmm. but, you know, if you're in, you know, it's it's a lot harder to get away with anything on YouTube because everybody's crap over there. <laughs> Or, oh you yeah. Know, yeah 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 like it's just yeah it's it's yeah. tough it's tough for us yeah. and we just started the youtube thing about i think it was like four uh during mandalorian uh season mm-hmm. two i think mm-hmm. we when we just started it and to see it is it's it's been fairly positive and we're really enjoying doing it mm-hmm. but to get though you know you don't you you could get a, a like 500 positive reviews but the one or two negative ones that are about these kind of trolling issues are the ones that like, yeah. like really like stab you and get to you, even though you're not supposed to like, you know, let it bug you. It, mm-hmm. They just, you want to reply, but if you reply, just, it just gaslights <laughs> it. And you know, it's just, it's awful. But yeah. you know, like, like Taylor Swift said once, haters are going to hate dude. <laughs> good. That's good, it. Good call. Hurts yeah. is like really, really cool. I'm glad our homies are out of podcast jail. Yes. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I got a pretty good one, dude. Like when I did, I did a, like star Wars reached out to us to do a thing for their YouTube. Mm -hmm. And we got to be one of the people featured on our star Wars stories. Oh, it's fantastic. Was like a little like YouTube for those who haven't seen it. It's a little YouTube Mm -hmm. show 
And they sort of just reach out to it and they're like, hey, these are inspiring people in fandom. And I'm like, no, we're just people that like Star Wars. But like, you know, they had some really cool ones. They had like the guy who like invented the 501st. They had this girl who like was really like loved Empire Strikes Back and became like a doctor. Yeah. You know, we had, there's another girl that like learned to build droids and stuff because she I was so inspired. Yeah. Like, so like there's this really, it like runs the gamut, right? And then there's like us who's like, we just made costumes and like <laughs> we like to dress up in <laughs> costumes. But anyway... When that happened, I don't know if you remember, I tore my Achilles tendon. Yeah, I remember. Um, so I went to Mexico to have surgery. Right. So um, thanks, American Healthcare. Uh, while I was <laughs> in Mexico, like bedded up, I just was sitting on my phone and the internet all day and the oh, video no. came out. So I was like going all through YouTube and there were all these people who were like, Look, look at like, look at like, they, they must have like hired this family. Like they were just looking oh, for a yeah. minority family to be, look at these fake people. That. Like, yeah. yeah. And then they saw the yeah. last Jedi. Ha ha. You know, like everything like <laughs> horrible that, but like, it's all stupid stuff. It's like, Oh, look at these paid actors. It's like, I'm it was hard for us to, <laughs> it was hard for us to read those things, knowing you guys, knowing how wonderful of a family you guys are and knowing how true you guys are to what they you know they pretty much nailed it uh and to and to read people i mean read comments from people to say that you guys were a fake family or you were hired oh yeah that was that was really rough man yeah was, it's 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 one of those things that like i would have never probably seen if i was just running around by day but since i was like my legs mm-hmm. not working i'm just laid right. up in a bed all day all i did was go on youtube comments and be like so what what if i am real what then punk yeah <laughs> right what you gonna do now huh Hmm? Exactly. Say something. I remember. I remember. I got crap once after Rogue One, and we were doing the hashtag uh, Star Wars Representation Matters uh, mm-hmm. thing, and I said, "Hey, it's so great to see Bodhi Rook up there." Um, and for me, being a Persian American, born here, but my parents are from Iran, mm-hmm. um, to see some of that somewhat could be labeled as that <laughs> um, is really cool. Because all I remember seeing as a kid is, you know, Middle Eastern people being terrorists or, or you know, right. you know that they kind of were boxed in. I, I got multiple people just coming at me like, "Hey, man, maybe they were, maybe they were uh, labeled that way because that's what they were back then." <laughs> I, was, I was like, "Okay, buddy, yeah. well, thanks for that if info YouTube." <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks uh-huh. for that. Yeah, cool. So History yeah, lessons. man, it's just crazy. People are just weird. Right. But you know what though, Sal? What's great about the Star Wars community is that. Uh, you're going to get the oddballs and you're going to get the trolls and you're going to get the weird people. And and it's pretty much, I I, I tell this to my wife, that it's pretty much a blueprint. It's just of of our country. You're going to have your lefts, your extreme lefts. Mm -hmm. You're going to have your middles and you're going to have your rights and your extreme rights. And Star Wars has all of those. But if you stand, if you're closer to the middle left and middle right and middle center, it's a great fandom. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's I mean, a great fandom and you meet great, great people. There are great people in it. And like, that's yes. what you want to like find and hold on to. Cause like, it's, right. it, it's like, like you said, it's our kind of, it's like the world, dude. There are garbage right. people in it and there are cool people in it. That's Let right. the garbage people go hang on to the cool people. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. That's, and just, you have yeah. to filter them out. I always tell new podcasters when they like, they, they DM me for advice or something. I'd say just, just remember, you're going to get a gambit of all kinds of listeners. And you're going to get all kinds of emails and voicemails. Hmm. You just need to filter out the ones that you think are going to be the quality ones that you go, you want to build relationships with. Because you're going to get them all. Absolutely. You can send messages to Rogue Rebels Podcast at Anchor on our website. Don't do that. Make sure they're Look cool messages. Look at that segue right there. Yeah, you like that? That was pretty good. Yeah, Not it was bad. nice. You're a professional. Uh, You've been doing this for a while. What are you most excited for right now? Like, I know Bad Batch is right around the corner. Right. And the thing that I'm super excited about for that is because it's uh, it's going to have Saw. I really like Saw. Yeah. Um, but I think, like, of all the things coming, like, this year, I'm I'm on that Boba Fett train. Are you really? Yeah, dude. Okay, okay. That. Yeah, that well, that's going to be awesome. There's, what a what a great time to live, though, right? As a Star yeah, Wars fan. Yeah, man. I'm jealous of my kids. Yeah, I know. I'm jealous of my kid. My kid doesn't understand anything. Uh, except for he understands Jeremy Yeah, he understands any better. Uh, but I'm more, I'm really, really excited. Oh, it gets tough for me because I love Rogue One. 
Mm-hmm. I absolutely love Rogue One. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, it's probably one of my favorite sequel trilogy era films. I might probably going to get crap for that too. I think um, it's like, I, it's my favorite movie. I think it's my favorite Star Wars movie for sure. Oh, there you go. That's right. I think we've talked about this yeah, before. Yeah. I yeah. I don't like the only thing that comes close is the last Jedi. Yeah. And yeah. I, I agree. Think I like it better than the last Jedi because I can watch it by itself without yep. any baggage and like right. not have to worry about anything else, you know? Yeah, and it, and it's just a beautiful way to. Uh, it's just the, the filmmaking was beautiful. Yeah. The, the music, story, putting dude, it all together, everything. the music, it's it's fantastic. Yeah. But so obviously, I'm very excited about Andor. Um, Ooh, very yeah, excited. But how can you not be pumped up for Kenobi? Just to see you and McGregor and Hayden Christensen back, and the cast that they have brought mm-hmm. around them, like A list after A list, great actors. Uh, I'm pretty, pretty pumped for Kenobi. I don't think I know any of those people. Like they all look dope, but I just like, I have no idea. I don't think I've ever seen them in anything. Like I know uh, they're saying like, oh, that's such and such from Game of Thrones. Like I never watched Game of Thrones. So. Right. Right. Uh, Yeah. They've, they've got some quality actors there, buddy. As excited as I am for Kenobi, I'm already like, I know so much about Kenobi. Like, like I'm way more excited for Andor. Like give me something I haven't seen. You know what I mean? Like, Right. I've like, I like, I like when Star Wars is fresh and new. And I know this is going to be like a new untold Kenobi story, which like, I'm not, I don't have a problem. You know, I'm going to watch it 72 times when it comes out. (laughs) But like, like if you're giving, if you're like giving me choices and options, like I want to see something new and fresh that I've never seen before, which is why I was super excited for the Mandalorian when that was first announced. It's like, we've never, like we have Mandalorians and stories and they're in the background. Or Sabine is like the first kind of like quote unquote main character Mandalorian that we've actually got stories from. Mm-hmm. You know, I know we had like Bo-Katan, but they were basically like Kenobi's homies. Yeah. You know, like they were like side right. characters kind of until uh, until they weren't, you know. Yeah. No, but absolutely. like we never got like, yo, this is a, this is all this is all about a Mandalorian. And I had no idea what it was, except he's a Mandalorian bounty hunter guy. Okay, I am curious to see Mandalorian bounty hunter guy do his Mandalorian bounty hunter thing, and I was not disappointed, sir. Well, oh yeah, me either, me either. I'm excited for Hayden Christensen because if this goes well, and, and by the way, happy birthday, Hayden Christensen! He turned forty yesterday. If this goes well, I think it just will will take him out of that whole rut of people thinking that he was awful in the prequels, and he's associated with the prequels, so he's a bad actor. I was listening to sports talk yesterday and they were talking about birthdays. They brought him up and they were just, all they did was bash on his performance in star Wars. Well, I was like, come on, man. Whack. It's, it's ridiculous. So I'm yeah. very excited for him and I'm excited that he's back in the family and people are excited about it. That kind of thing. You know what I mean? I'm excited for like what that could mean. Yes. Like there's a really cool, like I, this is like, and this is just like what I think of when stuff like that happens. I'm like, okay, cool. Hayden Christian, like they're going to have him in a suit or like, they're going to have him outside of the suit. Like yeah, maybe exactly. he's just going to be in the tube and he's going to be able to do scenes where he's like talking to his people or something, or oh. maybe he's going to be meditating or something. Like I don't yeah. always go to flashbacks, but Hey, maybe there'll be flashbacks. Yeah. Maybe there'll be flashbacks. But like, oh, I always think about like, there's this really cool in the, there's a comic book run, a Darth Vader run by Charles Sewell. That's okay. like right after revenge of the Sith. And, like, when Vader's, like, in the tube, basically, he, like, meditates. Like, and he, you know, he, like, sharpens his anger and all that stuff uh, outside of his suit. But, like, when he meditates in, like, the meditation land, like, he is this weird, like, I can't even, like, describe it. He's, like, this, like, dark, swirling black and red figure, except, like... His arms and legs are like pure white because they're gone. But like oh, yeah. in meditation yeah. land, he exists. Like this is That's this is crazy. this is a horrible idea to talk about this on a podcast. <laughs> uh, but like it's really really cool looking and something like that where yeah. he's like meditating and you can see him being him, but also being Va- like being Vader, right? Hayden being Vader because like we God, got a little bit cool. of it, but we didn't get like. I would yeah, like to see do. more, like, I, I almost, like, I don't want them to just be like, look, we put him in the suit. Wasn't that cool? Like, because I'm like, yeah, yeah they're like, they, you got to have, have more substance than that. 
Yeah, they got more substance. Maybe that. even another perfect example would be Twilight of the Apprentice. There's a point where she cuts uh, Ahsoka cuts Vader's mask open, and when he talks to her, it's James Earl Jones. Yep. But you can hear uh, it's the voice actor, so it's uh, Matt Lanter. You can hear Matt his Lanter. voice. Yeah. And then the next time he talks, you hear Matt Lanter's voice more. And then the final time that he says something to her, it's to only Vader. Anakin's voice coming. But I mean, it's Darth Vader. Vader's but like voice, the yeah. voice box of James Earl Jones is gone. And it's like him speaking from within the suit. Oh, yeah. I, I just saw that the other day. I watched that whole episode over yeah. again. Oh, what so a beautiful episode. Things like that are things that I hope they like. Like, I hope they don't just bring him back just to be like, okay, put him in the suit. Look, wasn't it cool that we had him in the suit? Here's some behind the scenes pictures. Nah, 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 like, nah. They, they, I, I hope don't they think bring you, him. I, I hope, yeah. I don't think you yeah. bring him back and not have him have more substance. Yeah. I just hope, having him in I the hope suit. he, like, I hope they bring him back to really bridge and connect those two things. Like, the yeah. Darth Vader that we know from the prequels to the, I'm sorry, to the, the Darth Vader we know from the originals to the, the like, originals. Anakin from the prequels or the him, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I think that would be really, really, really cool. That would be awesome. But yeah, Andor, I think, is probably the next, I think that's what, like another year and a half or two years away? I think Andor's a year away, isn't okay. it? A year and a half away? That's yeah, probably next on my filming list right now. of things I'm excited for. Like, of that next batch, Andor's up there. Yeah, that and Book of Boba Fett, like you said, that's going to be just ridiculously crazy and fresh and cool. And let's not forget about season three of Mando. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of things that have went down last season. That yeah. are we going to see Luke again? Are we? Is Grogu and Din Djarin going to be separated throughout majority of the season? Right. So there's a lot of questions. Is there going to be a war with, uh, with the Mandalorians? Right. Are they going to retake Mandalore or try yeah, to or right? What exactly? So there's all kinds yeah. of stuff. Yeah, that's that's really. I'm excited for like the continuation of that story as well. Mm-hmm. Um, with the dark saber and everything, and I really yeah. You know, I really want to see the future of my Rebels crew, like whether it's Ezra and Sabine and Ahsoka. So like wherever that story gets told, like I've always been the guy who, you know, you remember from our old podcasting days when it's like, well, the movies are the best thing. And I was like, no, no, no. Everything has their own, like Mm -hmm. every medium, every storytelling medium has its strengths that you can't do in another one, whether it be live action, whether it be animation, whether it be a book or a comic or whatever, like. The medium is not, doesn't define whether the quality of the product is good. They each have their own strengths and it's how you utilize those strengths to tell that story. You know, when you told a story like Star Wars Rebels, that's probably a story that you could tell in live action, but telling it through animation and telling it, giving it that palette and that art design, like that made it unique. Yeah. and, And it opens up that world too. Yeah. Well, you, the, you can do things that you can't do in live action. Some of this, especially some of the Rebel stuff. I mean, a lot of it you can do, but, you know, some of the flying sequences, the, the creatures that they're flying around with, the wolves, mm-hmm. you know, there's things that you can't, you can do it, but you always risk it's having just like, it not look oh, cool. Yeah, it's like a whole artistic. Yeah. Exp- it's like it's a, just a different artistic expression. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, that's part totally of what made good. that beautiful. But also like, yeah. it wasn't just that it was the story. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so whatever gives that story justice and however they decide to tell it, I'm sure they will utilize that to the best of the, I always said like, even when resistance was coming on, uh, when we had seen the first like trailers from resistance, mm-hmm. I was like, yo, whatever, like this little drawn style, like this is about spaceships and all the spaceship stuff looks dope. Like, yeah. So they chose well to do this for a show that's going to be about spaceships. Like the mm-hmm. colors and had the, how vibrant everything was. And like, Oh yeah. And, and, and anything yeah. that was in flight was beautiful on that show. Yeah. So I just really like, I, I'm just like, I'm always in awe of what they bring us, but I always mm-hmm. like respect the, like the strengths that, whatever the medium is whether it be animation whether it be live action whether it be books or comics you know books can get into the heads of characters that you just can't do in any other way you know your audio drama of dr afra hearing dr afra explain her own story to you can't be done in a different you know what i mean like it's that's right it's all so unique and it's like 
like having those different stories and having those different platforms will always give each story strengths. And as long as you always like play to those strengths, you will always have not only a well-written story, which I always hope every Star Wars story is, but you will have a well-written story told in a way that like, that like utilizes the best things for that story. Exactly. Yeah. And when things are written well and done well in, if it's books, audiobooks, comic books, there's going to be an opportunity to see those things in live action. They will come. Uh, if, if the story and the characters are strong enough, I mean, it seems like this story group is bringing a lot of things back into the live action fold. So mm-hmm. um, I think, it, I think that's, what's great about, you know, Filoni and Favreau and, and Kathleen Kennedy and, and the story group is they, they're, um, they're meshing everything really well, mm-hmm. really well. Yeah. It's all coming together. It is all coming together. And like, we're getting so much dude. It's like super cool. It's like, happy days for life right now. <laughs> yeah. If you're a star Wars fan, if yeah. you're a Marvel fan, if you're a crazy DC fan, I mean, there's, there's stuff for everybody. It's insane. If you're a, if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, you're going to have a Lord of the Rings show. I mean, right. it's uh it's a crazy time to be alive. Here's the part. Well, I will inform the listeners that like Araj is the Sith list. They talk about lots of other stuff. That's not star Wars. So Right. Like I only know Star Wars. <laughs> I know about Marvel. I know who Tony Stark is and I like those movies. I don't know too much about DC, but I like Batman Returns, the cartoon. Uh, oh, it's a great one. It's I like the one. first yeah, we, Wonder Woman movie. Yeah, I love the first Wonder Woman movie too. So so yeah, what we do is we pretty much talk about Star, obviously Star Wars for the first mm-hmm. 35 45 minutes, sometimes an hour, and then the next hour or half an hour 45 minutes, it's just like a potpourri of pop culture. We just talk about anything. It could be music, it Marvel, DC, HBO shows, uh, Netflix oh, yeah, shows yeah, could yeah. be anything. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's like count. you know, that's a a good thing if you're a fan of other things. Yeah, uh, a yeah. good spot. But definitely heavy into Star Wars. Obviously, yeah. we all, everyone on the show, absolutely loves Star Wars and our Sweet. name, obviously. Yeah, the show is a great. Listen, except for Naboo. <laughs> oh, even though that <laughs> is gave... Star Wars as well. But yeah, not the Naboo game will definitely. If... Uh, I don't know if you, you heard headache. me give the, uh, I gave, uh, I had King Tom on the show and yeah. I was like, I was about to cancel on you. Cause I heard your Yaboo today. Like roll the clip, uh, <laughs> roll the clip from episode 71. No, I'm just playing. I don't have the show. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he was like, no, look like, and I was like, well, no, I appreciate how angry your delivery was. <laughs> like that was pretty oh, good. <laughs> King Tom. If you, you listeners know, King Tom is one of the greatest human beings on this earth and it's hard to get him very upset. But when, when Boo, who's my brother-in-law, Carlos Buarguayo, who started the Sith List with me back mm-hmm. long, long ago, 245 episodes ago, <laughs> when he does his Naboo, um, I mean, it just drives King Tom crazy. Just crazy. It's true. And, it's not and just shout King out Tom. To, <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, no. It's not just King Tom. But the funny thing is that the person that invented this whole thing was Steel Saunders. Our yes. boy Steel is the one that invented this whole game called Naboo and so it's his fault ultimately so he, that's who we need to blame yeah I mean you know like it, you, he keeps y'all keep perpetuating it so, so you know there's enough blame to go around <laughs> that's true that's true uh but yeah good times uh the uh what else man like yeah I had King Tom we were talking comics King Tom's like my comic guy sometimes yeah and then um every now and then like sometimes I'll have to have like, Hey, like, did you read like, cause King Tom reads all the books too. Yeah. But, King Tom reads them at a rapid pace. Yeah. Like King Tom reads book the books faster night. than me. And yeah. sometimes I get them early, <laughs> but like <laughs> at King Tom, like, uh, sometimes it'll be like, Oh, like, did you read the, like, Oh no, this is the last book in a trilogy. So I need somebody on the show who read this book and also remembers mm-hmm. everything from the other two books that came before it. That would be King Tom. So it's like, yeah. I had him on to talk about these new, these new Darth Vader's comics that came out mm-hmm. where um, Vader goes back to Naboo. Oh, yeah. Not to be yeah, confused with Naboo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the actual Naboo. But yeah. I wanted to have King Tom on because I wanted somebody who also read Queen's Shadow and Queen's Peril because there were a lot of connections there. Right. Or I just wanted somebody to listen to me. <laughs> 
while I made all those connections. <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember when we went over it in our episode, King Tom had it down, man. He, uh, he connected everything for us. Yeah. Either way, it was a good show. It was a good show and it was yeah, good. I can That's imagine. a good little series right now. Um, Right now, like the next thing next month, like comic wise, is they're doing this huge War of the Bounty Hunters thing. Yeah. Which is like Boba Fett gets Han Solo stolen and like he's got to get him back. But then like the rebels are looking like and it's like all the lines are coming together and Dr. Afro is trying to get paid and Uh Dirge is canon now. Like, yeah, it's so great, isn't it? It's like nuts, dude. Like, I I really love that synopsis. It said like, obviously, we know (laughs) that Boba Fett has Han, but what happens in between the time that he takes him to Jabba's palace? yeah that's cool dude there's like i saw a wraparound cover and like like ochi of bestoon is on there like oh wow it's, really like it's it's everyone dude i just yeah, finished that's... an issue with bosk in it like i'm pretty oh, sure he's so gonna cool. pop up bosk and dengar i told the guys on our uh, podcast i said how cool would this have been as a live action series like a seven eight episode live action series I don't know, man. It would have been cool. And all you sure. need is Harrison Ford and Carbonite. <laughs> and <laughs> all you, you need and Hans, that's all you need is a is a is a Carbonite mm-hmm. figure of Harrison Ford back there. Look, let's reenact uh, the whole thing in Legos. It'll be fine. Ah, uh, there you go. That's it. good stuff. But yeah, man. So that's <laughs> like I'm on on comic book land. Like that's what I'm yeah. excited for right now. Cause I'm like, look, yeah, that looks cool. Boba Fett. Like, I'm a Boba Fett fanboy right now. Boba Fett is wearing all black right now. Boba Fett is oh, freshly what? painted up. So, no, no. Well, oh yeah, yeah, no, dude. In the comic books, yeah, I was talking about from like the Mandalorian episodes how like he right. he changes all to black, repaints oh, his yeah, armor. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he paints his armor. Uh, no, but now that you mention it, they were they were showing some variants, and they have like this is another one where they're like forty different variants of this issue. <laughs> uh, where I'm like, it's too much, but it's fine. I'm not gonna buy them all. Right. Uh, but a couple of them kept showing him in this black armor, like all black. Oh. And then God, once, cool. like when I saw one, I was like, oh, cool. Comic books. You know how comic books are. Yeah. You know? And then I saw like three of them and I was like, this can't be a coincidence. Like there's three different covers where Boba Fett is wearing all black and his like armor is black. Oh, and somebody man. asked him on Twitter, like Charles Sewell, because he's like sort of in charge of the crossover run. Yeah. And they were like, yo, dude, is this like a thing? that's going to be explained or did people just think he would look really cool if he was all black. And then, so it was like, it'll be explained. And I was like, Oh, he's going to have all black stuff. Oh, it's going to be dope. And then I started going like super deep. I'm like, yo, you know that like ferroceramic paint that Poe used when he painted his X-wing black. What if like Boba Fett painted his armor black with that to scramble all the sensors and his dope. Uh, and I got excited. This is yeah. why you don't like to get into the spoilers. So. Yeah. yeah. It was like nine 15 in the morning. It's like, Axel! Exactly. exactly. Actually, he's got all black armor, dude. It's sick. Look at these 40 look, covers. I'm going to look up that black armor right now dude, as we yeah. speak, buddy. Yeah. I, I, I can't just have that in my head. It's, I mean, it, it look, I, I don't want to disappoint you. It looks like what it sounds like. It looks like Boba Fett in black armor. Just like. Yeah, I'll, I'm looking at it right now. It's, uh, it's pretty amazing. It's still pretty cool. Heck yeah, it's cool. And then like some of the covers, like I was watching them as it was released. So I was like, oh, that looks cool. Oh, it just looks like. And then I was like, well, maybe it's dark outside. Maybe it's this. And then there was one cover where it's like, he's like, and it looks like he's splattered. Like, so he's, he's all black, but there's like a splatter of like pink stuff on him. And I was like, yeah. wait a minute. That's not a shadow. That's not how light works. Like he's wearing all black. <laughs> Cause I kept trying he to got think paint- of like. He got paintballed. I kept trying to think of excuses. I was right. like, mate, don't get excited. What if it's just well, the, the same the, armor? What I'm looking at right now says Boba Fett, nowhere to hide. And it looks like he has like a, a bat, Batman spear Yeah, like or that something. spear, that weird spear yeah. thing. Yeah. I think that's going to be one of the alpha covers or whatever. I don't know that, how that awesome. works, dude. Whatever. All it, day long. Yeah. You, you bring out Boba Fett and the Book of Boba Fett wearing this outfit. It's game over. Dude, like the Book of Boba Fett, I'm so excited for. Uh, I am. Yeah. Like that. Like, okay. So here's where I was at when that, when that, when the episode came, uh, what is it? The tragedy chapter 14, 15, 14. Yes. 14, 14. Okay. When that episode dropped, I was already like, dude, this is the dopest thing in the world. And when it's like directed by Robert Rodriguez. Okay. That makes sense. 
<laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's where I hit that spot where I was like, okay. And then, like, at the end of the season, when they announced the Book of Boba Fett, then they were like, we're doing... I just dropped everything on Axel's desk. Uh, they announced that... That's how excited you are, I <laughs> I'm pounding on the table now talking yeah. about Boba Fett, dude. <laughs> like, uh... They were like, Book of Boba Fett, coming December, yeah, da 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 It's going to be a new show with all Boba Fett, and it's going to be all Boba Fett all the time. Boba Fettic fanfiction, just like rocking fools. Like, it's, they're going to be throwing elbows, son, shooting people with their knees. Um, Dude, I mean, what else do you need? To, I was to like, see him sitting on that throne? Yeah. Jabba's throne in the palace? I mean, I was not expecting a, a scene like that, I can tell you that right, much. Right, right. Nobody was, but it was awesome. No, and then, was so cool. When I started thinking about it, I was like, dude, like part of what made him like, you can't have, you're never going to match the dopeness that we had. Like you, it, I don't know if you watched the like behind the scenes stuff, but Robert Rodriguez is like, just pull, you got to imagine that this is going to be the, all the Boba Fett you're ever going to get. And yeah, I pulled out mm-hmm. all the stops. I made him the coolest yeah. thing. I shot him to be the dopest guy. And for me, like I'm from Texas, dude. We love us some Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> I've said hey, this on dude, other podcasts from, before, right? Like he's from Austin. He reps like, you know, but he has that eye for like how to make action. You un- Cause like action is action. And you have people that are like really good at choreography. So you'll be like, Oh, the technique here is really, really dope. Like, or you'll have people that can do flashy things or people that can just make something look brutal or whatever, whatever it is. Like different people have different strengths when it comes to choreography, to filming choreography and to like, showing us what how we see choreography like where you're shooting it usually it's like a second unit guy but like robert rodriguez usually does that stuff himself and he has like the thing that he does is like his guys are not usually like if you watch a lot of robert rodriguez movies it's not like they're martial artists doing these really dope 72 backflip spin kicks like no he just knows how to shoot people doing stuff that looks cool and that's what he did (laughs) Like Boba Fett right. literally backfisted a dude, like, but yeah. he made it look dope. Like, you know, well, that's I mean? the thing with Robert Rodriguez. You feel like you're watching a fight outside of a bar. Like he <laughs> makes it look really raw and real. You know what I mean? So that's what's great about Robert Rodriguez. That's what was great about that whole episode. It yeah. felt so real. It but it's also like, like over the top. Like it's always oh, yeah. like yeah, hyper, like yeah. semi ridiculous. Like yeah. when he shoots the guys it with is. the knees, you're like. You're not oh. like, okay, he just shot people with his knees. <laughs> like, you, it's the dope. Like, the stormtroopers ran away, dude. <laughs> like, that's how yeah, gangster it ran was, away. dude. Or, or when, he, when he smashes the, the stormtrooper's helmet. Now, have we ever seen yeah, with that the stick. in any Star Wars? With the stick. I mean, the oh. closest we've got is Chirrut. Like, yeah. yeah, like yeah he, you know, true. we see, we see some true. little plastic flying around when he's hitting people, but it didn't center yeah. on it. Like, not, and see, that's, there's a good like example. That. They're both kind of doing the same thing, hitting people with mm-hmm. a stick. But Robert's looks much more like brutal whereas the other guy it looks so clean and it looks so efficient yeah Uh, even though you know chirrut is doing like you know 72 jumps and he's like throwing the guys on the ground and holding them back with (laughs) the sticks while he kicks another guy and puts the guy in front of him to get shot um yeah that's pretty cool so i was like dude you can't have this boba fett show he's not gonna it's not you're never gonna match that you you without robert like nobody that's something that nobody else can do and then they were like, John Favreau and Filoni will helm the show along with Robert Rodriguez. And I was like, okay, we're yeah. fine. Yeah, exactly. Well, okay, I'm so we're good. glad that they did that. It's good. I'm we're so all clear, glad. guys. We're all clear. Yeah. Boba Fett's going to be dope. It's going to be awesome. What's your stance or what's your take on having the different directors? I absolutely love it. Oh, I absolutely yeah, I love, love it, that every episode we get a different feel yeah. And a different type of storytelling. I absolutely love it. I love that everything has its own kind of flavor and all those stories mm-hmm. are unique in that way. Like, yeah, so do I. everything is told. And even though like they all share a kind of universe, like, and it's not like they stray like too, too, too far, but like they all have their own feel. Like, yeah. And that's absolutely. why I watch the tragedy over and over and over and over. Oh, so good. <laughs> you know? Like, it's oh, so man. good. It's dope, dude. The, uh, yeah, I was just super, super happy when they announced that he was going to be like show running it as well. And yeah, I was like, great. dude, that is, that's, that's what we need that you want to make Boba I, Fett dope. Like that's how you do it. No, that's exactly right. And you have people like Robert Rodriguez who are 
were one of us when we were kids. Right. They, right. They were playing in their backyard with their Boba Fett, giving him a backstory, thinking about all the stuff that he could do if he was in a live action movie. Uh, that that's why I think all these all these directors are. It's you can tell the that they have the love of the franchise. Mm-hmm. I and think it, that it shows. Those, I think it it's not only like that too, like because it is that it's the directors, but like you know. Like I said, I do all the comics and everything, and I re- like you can see that love come through on those projects. Like, oh yeah, that too. Yeah, like too. in the books, mm-hmm. it's really really good to have these authors who love it. Like, yes, like uh, like E. K. Johnston has been. You know, like episode one was her. She's told stories about like how she loved Padme and she was a teenage. You know, she was a young girl when she saw you know, episode one and like this right. girl who was like a 14 year old girl and she's a queen and she's fighting a battle and she's making pleadings before the Senate and that didn't <laughs> right. do anything. So now she's going to bring it and she found a pistol in the, you know, like, yeah, like that, her bringing to those Padme books, what she does, like, it's like, because that love, you know what I mean? Like that, mm-hmm. that it's so evident when the creators have love for the things that they're creating, uh, you know, you and that's, it's happening tell. with High Republic too. Yes, um, yes, yes. I could, you could totally see that. Yeah, dude. And, and, like, and Claudia Gray is like that too. I love Claudia Gray. She's my favorite uh, a Star Wars uh, author right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. She's phenomenal. Like Lost Stars, love that yeah, book. Yeah, really, absolutely really love that book. And you can tell that a person that really was into Star Wars and had this, such a love for Star Wars wrote that book. Okay, so Charles Sewell did Light of the Jedi, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, as a person who doesn't know anything in the world except for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. what happens is that I see like, we've announced all these things and like the project luminous and it's going to have these people. And I'm like, okay, like those are all really cool. Like I know what they all do and I like all of their stuff. Uh, and then it's like, Charles Sewell is going to be writing the first book, light of the Jedi. And I'm like, huh, they're letting him write books now. Huh? That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, because all I know as a Star Wars person is that he's done like 10 runs of st- uh, comics that are super dope. Right. What I don't know is that, He's like published 15 books because he's awesome as an author. And I just didn't right. know that because exactly. I'm that guy who's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see it. It wasn't Star Wars. Well, it's not just you. It's it's a ton of people. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. just say I was I was pleasantly surprised. Right. You know. And I'm uh, sure Charles Sewell's very, very happy about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right now, my favorite author, I think, is Daniel Jose Older. Okay. Like, I love the like unique takes and the like fun that he's like, he's doing the high Republic adventures right now. Oh, okay. And he also did last shot, like the book. Okay. So he did last shot. And then I was like, Oh, this is really cool. But he did a couple of short stories. And from a certain point of view, like those two books, like the one from star Wars. So the one from star Wars is about a stormtrooper who like loves do backs. Right. (laughs) Okay, so right. like you know when like when they announced all those stories, they're like forty stories. It's gonna be this, and it's gonna be a Dianaga, and it's gonna be this. and like I go through all the stories, right. and I'm like, ooh, that sounds cool. Eh, eh. Like, let's just like the stormtrooper who loves a doback. I was like, okay, that's like the third stormtrooper story in this book. Like, I like gloss over it, right? Because like, okay, stormtroopers aren't that interesting to me, but I'll check it out, dude. It is like one of the most like, and it's one of those things that you can you can knock it out in twenty minutes. You know, it's like a short little story okay. in a yeah. book. And it's about the stormtrooper who loves dobacks but hates authority, and like okay. it, it's 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 on Mos Eisley, and it's like it's the voice is so unique, and so like down to earth, for lack of a better term, down to Tatooine. <laughs> like it's it's enjoyable and glorious, right? And so I read that story, and I was like, "What the? This is the like," and I loved it, right? Right. So. When the second one came out, he did a book. He did a, his story is called Stet in The Empire Strikes Back. Okay. So I've gotten really good at summarizing it in one sentence. Okay. It is about a journalist who interviews Forlom and Zuckus on their, quote, charitable efforts <laughs> and is getting notes from his editor on his piece that he wrote. So, like, it's almost wow. like it's written out. And then it has the notes from the editor being like, uh, can you try that? Like, what do you mean That's this? Funny. It's like, where do you even come up with that? Right. <laughs> right. Right. Like. That's crazy. But it is I, hilarious. 
I wonder if the notes are from something where he got from his editor at one point. Right, you know like I mean? he's a writer, right? So it's like yeah, probably he's a, writer. a little bit of that all rolled into one. Absolutely. Like a lot of the stuff kind of comes from place like that. Like he he was a he was an EMT. So oh, okay. and he always tells the story about buckets of blood, which is a character that he created for High Republic Adventures. So the story is when he was an EMT, there were legends of this guy who was an EMT like before his time who would get on the radio and like call on things that he did or did not do. So he would be like, buckets of blood doesn't do abdominal pain or buckets of blood is going to be on site 10 four or whatever. Right. <laughs> okay. Like, which I guess you're not supposed to do. And I don't know. It's a, it sounds, <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. you know, yeah. it also sounds like something that could be a legend. Uh, but anyway, what he took from that is like buckets of blood is this like giant intent. Like, so the character in the high Republic it's like a Chagrian Jedi. The Chagrians are those like Mazamita. You know Mazamita, right? Yeah, you're right. Okay, so that, but a Jedi. He's like this okay. big giant guy, but he's a healer. And he doesn't like to fight. Okay. <laughs> so, and then like at one point in the comic, they're like, wait, like he, he gets on there and like there's trouble and he like runs in and he's like, buckets of blood is on the scene. And then he like busts out the lightsaber and oh, then he damn. comes and he like fights, right? But then, like, the kid, like, because it's, like, the story is, like, they're on a Padawan ship. So he was, like, there to help train the Padawans, like him and Yoda. Um, okay. So, like, they're running around with the younglings. And as the younglings get further into the fight, he's like, be careful, everybody. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and then after the fight, they're like, wait, what did you say? Why are you called Buckets of Blood? Like, he's like, they're like, but you said you don't like fighting. Why do you, how are you going to name yourself Buckets of Blood if you don't like fighting? And he's like, <laughs> right. Buckets of Blood. To heal, I want to put the buckets of blood back in the body. Like, and that's like that's awesome. a story that Daniel Jose Elder tells about. Like, that's a thing that he picked up and like thought of. Like, hey, maybe I can work this into a that thing one rag. day. I gotta listen to that. And that's what he that's did. Sure. It's it's the comic. So you like it's the High Republic Adventures, and it's really really awesome so far. And it also oh, okay. has it has Martian Rowe. Oh, has Martian Rowe. So Rowe. yeah, dude, like. I'm getting a lot of Martian Rowe stuff right now. Dude, I, I, I think Martian Rowe is awesome. Dude, I love, hey. I listened to the audiobook too. Yeah. I love the, the like, we will find the Light of the, the Jedi pants. audiobook. Yeah. Oh. The, like the voice that they gave Martian Rowe. Like yeah. now when I read the comic, that's how I read it. Like Exactly. No, that they nailed it. It was, uh, it was awesome. The way it's, that they, the way he delivers and yeah. how slow he is. And, it's like this yeah, weird he, kind of like creepy, like not quite been so right but he has like an enunciation yes like, exactly yeah, it, it's so dope. Pretty good sal yeah not yeah. bad right hey no, i got mics for something <laughs> uh, yeah dude buckets of blood is hilarious like buckets all of, those, of blood yeah all of those daniel jose like uh one of the guys in last shot is like he's trained to be a doctor and they get attacked by like these you know these bad guys and they end up like kidnapping and for like they kidnap the doctors to force them to like save their guy or whatever. Okay. And he ends up like becoming a bad guy and just like upgrading himself with cybernetics until he's like not, and you know, he, until he's like almost grievous. Oh damn. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, like I can see like these seeds of all these little things that he's like, Hey, I was an EMT. Oh look, this is a guy that likes surgery. <laughs> Hey, like this is a buckets of blood story. Like, hey, I was a writer and an editor. Here's a story about a guy who gets like a thing. So, like, I yeah, just that's, like that's cool. Like unique takes, like unique yeah. stories that you just can't do <laughs> anywhere else. Didn't didn't buckets of blood open up for Megadeth in '94? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I just watched. Uh, I listened to some non-Star Wars podcasts. Believe it or not, what? Um, and there's this one where they talk about like different films and they usually have a theme and I've never right. seen, have you ever seen the decline of Western civilization? civilization. Part two? Yeah. Oh, part two. The metal years. No, I haven't seen part two. Okay. Well, there's a part two. It's available on Pluto. I know. Cause I watched it after I listened to this podcast and it's Pluto's basically not. like, it's like a, it's a documentary and it's about like all these metal kids from the like mid eighties, I'm guessing, you know, like, and like, uh, what's his name from poison? Like those guys are in it. Uh, yeah. Brett, Brett Michaels, and Brett, all that. Brett Michaels and like the guys from kiss. And then a lot of people that I've never heard of. 
probably because they, they, you know, hey, <laughs> it happens, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But it's like really, really interesting, and it's also a really good window of like, yeah, this scene kind of had to change. <laughs> like, oh, it did. It, did. <laughs> it, it was it was going bad for a while, man. Yeah, like, there's yeah, like just it it's it's weirdly entertaining, but also like, yeah. huh. That makes sense. I got to check that out too. Yeah. Man, yeah, that was the era I grew up in. So I remember exactly when that era switched over and changed. Like, I think I got after the cusp because like, even as a kid, I was like, like, I didn't take the, like the hair, like I didn't listen to like the, like the glam stuff. This is like really focused on the glam scene. Okay. Gotcha. So you're you're talking like Cinderella warrant. Like we're poison, talking poison bon and kiss, <laughs> like, kiss. Yeah, uh, actually, Aerosmith shows up too. But like, well, yeah, Aerosmith got glammy, yeah, yeah, especially in the nineties. Yeah, <clears throat> but um, early nineties. You know, even as a kid, I, I was about you know Metallica basically. So yeah. like, and Metallica was already talking like we don't do that. <laughs> like even in the eighties, right? They were like we don't no, do that. Um, I was talking to my wife about Metallica because I was, I played some Fate the Black for my my little boy, and I told my wife i said I mean, metallica was so unique because they were they were selling out the forum five nights in a row back mm-hmm. in like 91 before they were even on mtv and the video that they made for mtv was for one was one and they made it's such a long video the mtv hardly ever played it unless yeah. it was on headbangers ball yeah so yeah it, they, they were so and they were never on the radio unless they were on knac so it was it was incredible the run that they had for a long time without any radio play hardly mm-hmm. or without any video play. They were awesome. Yeah, so dope. Uh, but yeah, I remember them being like, "Yeah, we are the antithesis to all that." Like, so when they were like, "Okay, we well, have to make a music video," like they had to do it because it was the label, and they were like, "Well, fine." Yeah. But our music video is not going to be like those music videos. <laughs> exactly. And it's like black and white, and they're just in a room most playing dep- a song. Most depressing video yeah. in the history of mankind. Cut up images from the movie. Oh, <laughs> I can't John, remember Johnny's the name of the gun. movie. Johnny's oh, yeah. got a gun. There yeah. it is. <laughs> What's democracy? I don't know, but I guess it's got something to do with young boys killing each other. Yep. Uh, yeah. God. <sighs> so what happens? We start, we start a uh, Star Wars podcast here. And we started talking about Metallica. Look, eventually we were going to get there. So we got there. Yeah, we got there. We fin- we <laughs> it's good. It. It we, did gonna it. we did it. Yeah, we did it, y'all. We did it, team. A prerequisite. It happened. Everybody can go home. We did it. <laughs> uh, okay. But before we get out of here, dude. Right. Tell the people of the internets where they can find you. Oh, you can find us um, well on Twitter at The Sith List. Um, and wherever podcasts are enjoyed, uh, you know, your, your, all your po- pocket podcast players as they call them uh just look up the sith list and our youtube channel that we launched about four or five months ago which we do breakdowns of anything that's star wars also anything that's marvel uh, we were getting ready to do the bad batch and loki and all kinds of good stuff so cannot wait this is going to be a huge year for pop culture and all star wars marvel stuff and uh, we're all about it right now so yeah you can catch us uh YouTube and uh, listen to our podcast. You'll probably recognize a lot of names: King Tom, Eric Struthers from the Bad Motivator. Um, Sal Perales shows up once in a while. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> I do. I do. So yeah, thank you so much for having me, man. I, this was a blast. Yeah, man. It's cool not to have show notes and just come out here and and just shoot the shit. It's really mm-hmm. cool. Let's talk about how cool Metallica and Rubber Rodriguez is. That's it. Yeah. Hey. Me, me, Sal and I used to, before the pandemic, we used to go to lunch once or twice a month. And this is pretty much how our lunch conversations. That's work, true. So. I miss our subway yeah. dates. We need to, uh, I, I do miss our yeah. subway. Give dates. me another couple yeah. of weeks, man. Let me get that second shot. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's go see. Ahead. All right. You can check us out at the rogue We go, we talk everything. We got costumes. We got books. We got comics. We got articles. We got all that good stuff. I wrote up a really cool cheat sheet on the bad batch that you can go check out because if you have bad batch questions, that's where the answers are at. You can check nice. out. You can check us out on Instagram at the Rogue Rebels and TikTok, and we're on Twitter at Rogue Rebels Fam because we're a family. That's how that works. Uh, we're also on Twitch. We're Rogue Rebels on Twitch, and basically, I just play like Sims Four and like have my guy running around Batu, or I get on and throw down a couple rounds of Battlefront. Uh, but I still have Disney Infinity, and Ooh. I think I'm going to start 
cracking that open. Sweet. That was like I did all I leveled my guys all up on the Wii U, but I think I'm gonna play on PS4 so I can run around and be silly because Disney Infinity is pretty fun actually. Yeah, I play Miss Pac-Man on my Twitch. Is that still cool? That counts. It counts, dude. And, and Pitfall. I'm gonna get into Pitfall. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm I'm taking it way back, man. We're gonna play. Uh, we're gonna play Mega Man Two. <laughs> Mega Man Two. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mega Man Two in full stereo. Right. Can I ask you one question about the Bad Batch? What you got? Uh, it's, this person's not in the Bad Batch, but I'm a huge fan of Rafa. Am I going to see that side shaven head anywhere in the Bad Batch? Sir, I hope so. I hope the Martez sisters show up in some way, shape, or form in some storytelling device. Thank I don't know if it's going to be the Bad too. Batch because it's not looking like they're spending too much time on Coruscant. But hey, I haven't seen the show yet. That's right. What do I know? You know what I do know? Sagarera gonna be in the Bad Batch. That is true. That is true. And what Fennec. Yeah, man. But I'm excited for Saw. I'm. I can't. I can't wait. What does his? I, what does he say? He's like, the, the the galaxy has changed. You know, you can either, you can either evolve, or don't or something. <laughs> he says something really cool. <laughs> I forgot what he said, man. Or not. Or not. I literally started watching the Saw episodes today from Clone Wars again. Oh yeah. Saw Sagarera. I love like his stuff. Have you played Fallen Order? I have not played Fallen Order. I just don't have time, but I've watched the entire thing. Been, have been played, not watched the entire yeah. thing. I've seen all the cutscenes, and I've, I I pretty much know what's up. Okay, I can't stop talking about how dope he is in Fallen Order. Yeah, like yeah, Saw is in Fallen awesome. Order, and he like makes a speech at one point. He's like, yeah, you know, Kashyyyk is not yet lost. Lost Jedi yeah. are not so cool. yet lost. It's dope. Anyway. I really like Sagarera. Hey, he's, he's awesome. Yo, that's a podcast. Peace out, everybody. That's how I am the podcast. Sagarera. <laughs>